you know, into the tail end of last week, this was definitely the main focal point of market. So uh, the reason for it is that the previous jobs number we had out of the U.S. was, was remarkably bad. Uh, and following that, the market expectations around the Fed hike softened quite considerably. And it's really, I guess, the driving force in terms of your global expectations around what what's going to come through in terms of markets. So the, the number that was released on Friday significantly beating market expectations by almost 100,000 jobs over and above what the market had expected. But to counterbalance that, what had actually happened is that the previous number, which was actually the worst I remember in recent history, was even revised lower. Now, the market's looking at this, they're saying, look, it's proving to us uh, that the May number, the previous number, was actually an aberration, uh, that the progress that is being made in terms of the U.S. jobs market continues at a reasonably robust pace. Uh, and quite surprisingly, I mean, that was, that was, it was reasonably supportive of risk uh, appetite uh, in the U.S. session last Friday. We had all 10 of the S&P 500 uh, major sectors up uh, on the day, uh, and this morning it's even proving supportive of risk appetite in Asia. And the reason why I say surprising is that if the U.S. economy is doing better, it means that, yes, global growth is probably not going to be as impacted, but it also will increase the expectations around U.S. rate hikes. For now, we seem to be in this, this middle patch, which is, I guess is the, the right place we need to be in, is that the U.S. economy is doing better, but global risks like the Brexit mean that the Fed's likely not going to increase rates this year. And I guess the, the, the confluence of those two events is leading to a reasonably strong risk appetite. Uh, the good news for us is that, you know, we've seen the RAND trade significantly better. We're around the mid-14s, uh, and the fact that the Fed's not likely going to consider a hike this year has been very supportive of emerging market currencies like the RAND and of emerging market assets. So for as long as long may this last, and for as long as it lasts, I guess markets are going to have a little bit of an, uh, a bullish bias to them. And then just looking at Japan on the Asian markets, Mohammed, upbeat uh, as they prepare for stimulus there? Yeah, you see, if you look at Japanese data, you know, it's, it's actually been so terrible recently. I mean, their yen has gotten significantly stronger. Uh, that's actually hurt their economy. Uh, they, they've got deflation for quite some time. And, and just to give the listeners some sort of context, we started off the year with the yen at around 120 yen to the U.S. dollar. It strengthened from there all the way down to 100 yen to the U.S. dollar. So that's significant strength. It's hurting their, their export competitiveness. And so as a result, you've started to now see commentary come through from their policymakers saying they're going to come through with not just monetary stimulus from the Bank of Japan to try and weaken that yen, but, but more encouragingly for me, because monetary stimulus is quite a temporary impact that you see, and it mostly goes to financial markets, not the real economy. Uh, Shinzo Abe from, from Japan now saying that they are looking at uh, ramping up their fiscal stimulus plans. Uh, and if that does happen, hopefully that is another tailwind for global growth. So I just find it so amazing how the world has changed over the last two to three weeks following the Brexit. We've gone from uh, all doom and gloom to central banks as well as authorities saying, okay, we're going to actually prime the pump here. We're going to try and get growth going. Uh, and so that Japanese news and the fact that they're considering more stimulus uh, is also proving quite supportive of risk appetite in Asia this morning. And then, Mohammed, of course, uh, made for some good reading looking at the numbers there. The oil par- uh, price continuing to slide from late last week. Yes, I mean, this is obviously fantastic news for South Africa. We, we're a large oil importer. 
Uh, and last week, I mean, uh, literally two trading sessions ago, we had oil close to around $50 a barrel. Uh, in fact, just prior to that, it was actually trading above $50 a barrel. We now have it down around the mid-40s, between 45 and $46 odd dollars a barrel for, for, for Brent. Uh, and the reason for this is that you're actually seeing uh, the, the reaction come through in terms of U.S. markets where production had been cut off, uh, where inventory levels have fallen for quite some time. You've actually now seen an uptick in terms of what they call rig counts, and that's the number of new oil rigs going out there drilling for oil. Uh, and so as a result, you've seen that oil price correct by around four, maybe three and a half, four dollars over the last trading session and a half. Uh, that's obviously going to be good news. Our longer-term estimates is we would see oil range bound between 35 to 45 dollars a barrel. Uh, and so this, you know, still uh, relatively more elevated to our expectations, but definitely an encouraging development. Uh, and, and like I say, South Africa as a large oil importer would do well off this. If we see the oil price continue to, to come off, to ease off, uh, that's going to give some relief to motorists as well as consumers. Uh, and that gives us relief within the broader economy with regards to the pass-through effects uh, of inflation. So let's, let's keep an eye out. Let's hope that price actually does fall a little bit further.